0: Judicial Watch protected Trump and our republic from the worst corruption scandal in American history by exposing the FISA abuse, the Comey corruption, and the seditious conspiracy against Trump by the FBI and DOJ. Obama knew, Clinton knew, Comey knew, Biden knew, Brennan knew, McCabe knew, Strzok knew, Clapper knew, Schiff knew, the FBI knew, the DOJ knew, the CIA knew, the State Department knew, they all knew Trump was innocent, but they smeared and spied on him anyway. Worse than Watergate, Trump is a crime victim, let's remember that. Judicial Watch protected Trump and our republic from the worst corruption scandal in American history by exposing the FISA abuse, the Comey corruption, and the seditious conspiracy against Trump by the FBI and DOJ. Obama knew, Clinton knew, Comey knew, Biden knew, Brennan knew, McCabe knew, Strzok knew, Clapper knew, Schiff knew, the FBI knew, the DOJ knew, the CIA knew, the State Department knew, they all knew Trump was innocent, but they smeared and spied on him anyway. Worse than Watergate. Trump is a All clown. right. And let's remember that.
1: All right. This is Jake on the news on the 23rd of February, the year of our Lord, 2024. And we are coming in hot. Um, I was looking around today and I was thinking, well, what what the heck is going on in the news? And there's a lot, a lot, enough that I had to get rid of a bunch of stories that I was wanting to uh, talk about, including uh, the CIA uh, director or the leader of the CIA, his supremacy I don't think I think it's the director. He basically came out and said that we've been doing this chemtrail stuff for a long time, and there's some other reports of uh, the uh, the um, the chemicals from chemtrails uh, being found in people's bloodstreams, etc. But that is on the low rung of the totem pole because we have a lot to do today, and I had to cut a lot of stories just to make this, you know, somewhat efficient. Now, first, I want to I want to start off with this little viral uh, clip that's been going around. Of I don't know who this girl is. Let me see if I can see it right here. Uh, Nope, can't see it. But what she's saying is absolutely true. And I just want us to get us into the right mindset before we start this show, uh, just to uh, get ourselves framed in that we are Americans that are fighting for our freedoms. I know that sounds pretty That sounds pretty serious. Okay, just listen to what this girl has to say, and, and I just want to know what emotions this evokes from your soul when you hear things like this.
2: 150 years ago, you didn't have to ask permission from the government to go fishing, own a property, build on your property, renovate your home, use a transportation vehicle, start a business, get married, own a weapon, hunt... Cut hair, sell a product, protest, grow your own food, sell that food that you grow on your own property, or even just set up a lemonade stand. And now, you virtually can't do anything without asking for the government's permission first. So, if you still think you're free, you're deluding yourself. Hate to break it to you, but you're a free-range human in a tax farm.
1: Free-range human in a tax farm. That got cut off at the end. Um... It is amazing how far we've come in 150 years. I don't know if I would call that progress, but I'll tell you what. We are on this escalator that is just heading us straight down to the depths of hell regarding our personal freedoms in this country, and we're going to talk about a lot of those stories today. Uh, Even the inequality that's being passed around as equality when it comes to paying of individuals, uh, and we have some quotes from Microsoft and Google, how they flat out just say, um, our vision of equality is paying people unequally. I don't know what their definition of the term equal is, but I don't know what the term of the, uh, definition of a lot of words that are being thrown around today. Uh, we're changing the definitions of things all the time and equality no meant no longer means one thing equal to another. Uh, you have to take into the past. You have to take in and to previous, uh, conditions of an ethnic minority or an ethnic group. And in order to be equal, you must pay them more. I think they need to call it something else because that is just, this is like common core math. This redefines equality in this country. And we're going to get to that all coming up in this show. But I want to start out with the New York DA that has just been going after Trump. And there's a compilation that's floating around on X today. It's going very vital, viral, not vital, viral, um, of just how militantly opposed she's been to Donald Trump for a long time. And you know, Donald Trump, I believe he called her something like a uh, something derogatory, like she's just a scathing. Uh, um, she's she's just after him, after him. And he's absolutely right. And here's the clips to prove it. So here we go. Here's a little compilation of the fair, balanced Department of Justice that's heading after Trump in New York City Here we go, take a look He's
3: called me venomous <sighs> We will fight back to your attempt to bring Trumpism to New York City He's called me disgraceful, called me disgraceful. That they the Supreme Court He's called me radical. Listen. Yes. We know he's crazy. Yes. We know he doesn't have a sound mind. Yes. We know he's out of control. Yes. We know he's losing it. Yes. We know his days are numbered and we will come together. He's called me a racist. We've got to stand up to an, an administration which is too male, too pale, and too stale.
1: Thank you. Well, it looks to me like Donald Trump nailed it—the uh, nailed it right on the head when he was describing her as uh, vile. What was that right at the top of this? Let me hear this again. Uh, it was. He's called me venomous. We will fight back to your attempt to bring venomous, venomous. And I think uh, Donald Trump is ap- absolutely correct in uh, saying that she's venomous and she's racist. I mean, too white, too male, too pale, whatever. She actually had a crowd chanting, "She is racist." She is racist. I mean, it's the definition of racism. She's going against a group of people that she is saying is too white, too pale. Too white and too pale. That is nothing more than than going after a group of people based on their race. That is racist. And, you know, I know that we're going around and we're trying to redefine uh, the meaning of terms in this country. But to me, and I'm sure to you, that still is absolutely 100% racism. Okay. Uh, Now, this is a a video that is really catching steam on X. We're going to jump to another story here. And I'm going to have to read it for you guys that are listening audio only because it is pretty muffled. But somebody dissected this and closed captioned this. And this is back in October 27th of 2022. And it's Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Our Holiness President Biden talking on the tarmac. Uh, They weren't aware that the microphones were rolling on the cameras, but the microphones were. And this is something that should come back to haunt them. And this I hope this goes more viral than it has already. And I hope this, you know, it's never going to make it to mainstream media. It should. It should. Um, And and it it just kind of breaks down the things that Chuck Schumer saying is the things that all of us in the independent media have been saying forever about how this attack Against the Republican Party is coordinated, you know, by the Democrats, and they will stop at no means and lie and blame the Republicans for everything. All right, so here, let's take a little watch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read along with it, and uh, here we go. Okay, hold on. I had, to, I have to prep myself to get this right. Okay, uh, first thing, it's uh, Schumer saying, "If you reschedule, can I get credit for it?" We'll see. I just need more delays to show one particular donor I'm delaying reform. I know I can keep blaming Republicans and MAGA. I'm a pro. I've done it for six years now. I can keep doing it. Biden says, you really think that's still working? Schumer, yeah, yeah. Biden says, my problem is that all these voices pushing for reform are getting loud. Cops, lawyers, governors, DAs, Weldon, Angelos. I even have Mike Tyson calling for reform. Warren is calling me for reform every day. That's okay, Mr. President, you can do it. Look at how I'm fully using my privileges and power of Senate Majority Leader. I can delay as much as I want and blame my opponents. Biden, okay, let me think about it. Schumer, don't use the word soon or they'll climb up the walls. I overuse that word a little bit. I use impeding, says Biden. Does that kind of make your blood boil a little bit that these guys are just sitting on the tarmac talking left and right? Uh, Schumer, Chuck Schumer, just saying that, yeah, we're going to I'm going to delay. I'm going to delay, delay, delay. I'm going to blame the Republicans. I'm going to lie through my teeth. He's basically just standing there on the tarmac talking to our president about how he's going to lie to the American people and blame the Republican Party. And Biden is just okay, Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. Let's do this. These are the people that are leading our country, folks. These are the people that will stop by no means, by no means. They will lie through their teeth, and they are absolutely 100% okay with it. We're talking about from the top down. This is the president of the United States. This is the uh, 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 Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. And they are just nodding their heads in agreement on how they are going to lie, lie, lie to the American people, and that's the best plan that they have. Do you think this is catching up with Biden? You think the people have had enough? Well, let me let me just bring this up. This was MSNBC, and this was a reporter. I'm not too sure of her name, but she was sitting down at a at a table with four uh michigan former biden voters and she is watching this in real time as these voters start to turn on mr joe biden Is there a pathway forward for you
4: with biden oh absolutely not you cannot keep
5: killing people with our money and just keep thinking that oh we are stupid enough to elect you again because we'll fall in line we'll forget how can you how can
4: like this is an insult to me as a voter. for you biden has a pathway forward
0: biden has a pathway forward and it's not and what saying what does that look
4: like
6: that is him calling for a permanent immediate ceasefire the straightforward simple answer for the biden administration is push for a ceasefire stop aiding israel in their war crimes mm-hmm. and i guarantee you there are enough people who would be willing to deal with it and vote for the man
1: it you know, Michigan, he's, she's talking to four Democrats in Michigan. We know Michigan has a heavy Muslim population. And I'm sure there's a lot of uh, backing and support for Palestine in Michigan amongst the people. And that seems to be a real triggering point for this group. Let's go ahead. Let's listen to some more. It is,
6: in so many words, insane mm-hmm. to me to have the Democratic Party and the Biden administration sit here and essentially say, if Trump happens... It's your fault.
3: If you don't want a Trump presidency, then are you not worried about what he could do domestically to this country? I
7: am. You know, it's like a vaccine. I'm willing to take short term pain for a long term gain. I'm willing to uh, uh, let go of Joe Biden and oppose Joe Biden, make him a one term president, punish Joe Biden by making him a one term president and pairing his loss with the genocide in Gaza.
2: Why does our democracy, why is having a Trump presidency more important than those people's lives? Mm -hmm. Why is our democracy more important than thousands of men, women, and children being killed?
1: Okay, so it looks like we had a uh, uh, a viewpoint of three or two potential, well, well, three Palestine backers, and one completely what looks to be, (laughs) I'm not going to judge a book by its cover, as I judge a book by its cover, which is completely, you know, racist, but some white female lib that is really taking heart to saying that, Hey, these, these lives that we're killing over there in Palestine, in the Middle East, Israel, et cetera. um, Our democracy to her is not more important than the lives lost over there. So she's dropping support from Biden because you know what, what it's showing me is that even the most um, lefties, you know, these people that she's that are being interviewed, even they're starting to realize that Joe Biden is a war mongering president. You know, there's a lot of money to be made in war, and Trump is an anti war president, and they're starting to weigh on that as a more important than the politics that are local here in, in the in the United States. Very interesting. I wonder how many other uh, people are going to start leaning in that direction. We know the the anti-Israel... So, so does that mean that all these people that are pro, out there protesting anti-Israel, anti-Palestine would rather have Trump in the office because they could, at least he'll squash the killing in the Middle East? It's an interesting point. It's an interesting point, and it might just carry out. Now, on to stupid, dumb news about our bumbling president. Uh, I mentioned this yesterday. If you watched the show yesterday, I said, what shoes is he wearing getting on Marine One? Well, apparently, apparently... Uh, I'm not the only one that noticed that. And there is a, a concerted effort to do whatever it takes to keep Joe Biden from falling down the stairs. Now, in my opinion, uh, Joe Biden should just house a big muscular uh, refugee in the White House with him that could be his personal caretaker and carry him up and down the, the stairs. And then it's boom, two birds, one stone. Biden's housing an illegal immigrant, just like, the you know, set the example for the rest of America, and he gets help to not fall down the stairs. But they are doing things. They are taking steps to keep Biden's feet stable. And it happens to come in the form of some black Hoka tennis shoes uh, to keep him from slipping on the stairs of Air Force One Marine One. Here we go. Here's the story.
2: Recently, the president and the White House have been trying to sort of play off the president's age as an asset and play up his experience. Uh, But when he was boarding Air Force One to head to California at Joint Base Andrews, he had a little bit of a stumble on the stairs, uh, heading up up the stairs onto Air Force One. And he was wearing these dress shoes that we haven't seen him in as much recently. They've been putting him in sneakers uh, because we had noticed that every time he's wearing the dress shoes seems to be when he is having issues on the stairs uh but he wore those shoes and had a little bit of a stumble going up the stairs so we will be watching to see if he switches out switches back to the brand new black hokas that uh, he was spotted wearing in delaware this past weekend guys what
1: so a bumbling buffoon But
2: you know some sort of a grip on those stairs and put him in different shoes
1: well jackie and those were the shorter stairs because i, I yep. think he used to do the full <laughs> flight in the white Change that to the, the shorter version right
2: Can't somebody just
1: carry him up the stairs that's what I said that's what I, <laughs> I said it's
2: an image that no one wants to see um, but right. you know typically they have him in the the Cole Hans sneakers they're like dress sneakers and yeah. I mean let's be honest a lot of people wear those including on the hill they're, they're more comfortable but you mm-hmm. know the president especially when he's going to events uh, likes to wear dress shoes and seeing him in the the Cole Hans has been sort of a recent development in the last six months but for whatever reason ditched the dress shoes yesterday and had Okay. A slight stumble, I wouldn't say it's
1: the- Alright, 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 you know what they need to do They need to get those, uh, you know when Old people live in two story homes and they have That chair that just lifts them and, and then Pulls them up to the top of the staircase That's what they need That's what they need I mean we're, we're, we're shedding money everywhere Just blowing gazillions of dollars Why not print some more money just to have at Every international or national Airport that Biden lands in uh, Just get them a little escalator A little escalator Something to help the poor man out because, you know, he is old. It is abuse, uh, in my opinion, to make somebody this senile and this old uh, have to climb these stairs. Uh, nobody would do that to their great, 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 great grandfather. We would assist him. We would move his bedroom from the top down, top floor down to the bottom floor so he didn't have to navigate those stairs. we got to do the same thing for our president because he's too damn old. He's too damn old. Okay, now we're going to get to a serious story. Now, this is a, a serious story. Uh, it's about a Texas woman, and, and I believe that this police footage has just been released. And what happened was there, there's, a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot going on in this. Uh, but the incompetence of these two female police officers that showed up at this woman's home is uh, undeniably ridiculous. And these people should be fired, if not brought up on some type of criminal charges for what they did to this poor woman. So the story, I'm going to break it down before I play this. Um, is that this woman got home one late, one night to her apartment and, uh, she didn't have, she lost her keys to her apartment, whatever. Okay. So it was her and her friend. And so she decided to break the window by her door so she could get into her house because she didn't have her keys. Now, admittedly, in defense of these two cops, they are walking into a scene that looks a little sketchy. Okay. There's a screen that's pulled off the window and it's leaned against the pillar in front of the home. Uh, there is broken glass where they broke the window to get into the home. So it is set up to look like there is an intruder in the house. Neighbors called when they heard the broken glass, et cetera, called the police officers in and said of a possible intruder in their apartment complex. Okay. So these officers, I'm sure, were on pins and needles, but at the same time, at the same time, one officer is looking through the window as they're approaching the door. She sees the woman approaching the door, and the woman did have her personal firearm with her as she was approaching the door, which she is allowed to do. If you're going to get a knock on your door in the middle of the night, and I'll tell you what, if somebody knocks on my door in the middle of the night, the first thing that I grab is my gun, my flashlight, before I head to the door to to see what's going on. The problem here is that these officers... They were never fired upon, but they lit this house up, and they shot this poor woman five times. Now, unfortunately for these officers that really jumped the gun and went a get went a wall and just started unloading, one officer unloaded two magazines from her service pistol into this house, with the door shut. They were just firing in at the house. Unfortunately for these ladies of the night of the Houston PD. They didn't kill this lady. And this lady has garnered the attention of probably the most prolific, prolific, uh, civil rights attorney on the planet at this time, Mr. Ben Crump, and he has taken on the case, but here it is. It's hard to, it's, it's not hard to watch because they don't really show anybody getting shot, but you can see the aftermath of what's going on. So let me bring this up. And this is, this is, this is, Ridiculously amazing, and here we go.
4: Where's that? Go down, go down, go down.
1: Okay, that's it. That is incredible. That is incredible. I understand, I understand the officers being on pins and needles in the situation they're walking into. But at the same time, you're a police officer. You have a weapon. You cannot just be shooting indiscriminately through people's houses. Just because you saw an individual with a gun, guess what? That individual is well within her rights. Her (laughs) rights. She was well within her rights to have a gun in her dwelling. And she did. The same thing that many Americans would do when they're answering their door in the middle of the night. Here is this lady, and here is uh, what she has to say about this whole incident, and a little bit of chiming in from Ben Crump. Here we go.
5: I'm traumatized. I'm heartbroken. I feel stripped of my identity, and um, I would like for them to not just be priced on administrative leave. I don't think they deserve to have badges. I don't think protocol was followed that night or morning. I have a baby, a beautiful baby girl. She knows that I'm not able to do the things I was able to do before. And uh, I'm not able to be as attentive with my baby. She's only one. So uh, that's probably the hardest part. I started seeing holes in the walls as I was standing there. And then I realized it was something coming through the, the the apartment. I thought it was something outside, but it was something coming from outside to inside. I see blood, not necessarily wounds. I see blood everywhere.
7: I know it's hard, but you speaking up really matters. We all know that every American citizen right now is keenly aware of their Second Amendment rights and their rights to bear arms, to have a gun, to protect their home, to protect themselves. Ebony was a law-abiding American citizen. Black people have a right to the Second Amendment as well. Why is it a presumption that we, you know, don't have a right to the Second Amendment? This reminds you of the tragic killing of Breonna Taylor, where her boyfriend was a law-abiding, uh gun-registered citizen, and yet the police busted in their front door shooting and killing Brianna.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. Miss Ebony Pouncey, um, she just hit the... And these were sheriff's officers, by the way. I saw the, the badge on the back of the second officer as she uh, exited there and it did say sheriff's. Uh, not that it matters. But we have a huge problem of uh, training with uh, our law enforcement in in this United States. Uh, To me, that was totally uncalled for. And the fact I agree with Ebony, the fact that these girls, these women, these officers, are were put on administrative leave. I'm sure with pay until further investigation. Nah, man, there's no administrative leave there. Uh, You went apeshit. You are fired. You are fired and uh, we're going to we're going to sort this out and see if there's any criminal charges that need to come against your ass because you went off the rails. We've got to train our officers better, man. You can't have these hair trigger emotions and just go ape shit like that. I mean. I don't know what they should have done, but they shouldn't have done that. I mean, if the woman, the first officer saw her approaching the door with a handgun, why didn't they retreat? You know, why didn't they retreat? Why didn't they get on the bullhorn? Tell her to come out of the house with her with her hands up and, you know, drop the weapon. Uh, they weren't being shot at. They. I understand. I understand it's a hairy situation when you see somebody with a gun and you think your life might be in danger. But God damn it. You've got to hold your composure. You've got to hold your composure. All right. That's a, that's a heavy one. And I'm sure we're going to see a lot more of that story in the media um, two it's, that one's going to be lasting for quite a while. I, I'm assuming I could be wrong. I mean, we've, there's a lot of big fish out there, uh, that we could fry. Like Hunter Biden lost his diamond, uh, that was given to him by the Chinese. Uh, maybe maybe crunched it up and tried to smoke it thinking it was a crack rock. Who knows? But I'm not getting into that story today, but NMSNBC is making some outlandish claims. And they are basically saying, if you believe your rights come from God, like The writers of our constitution did and not congress you are a christian nationalist i'm not making this up this is what that was said on msnbc
4: the one thing that unites all of them because there's many different groups orbiting trump but the thing that unites them as christian nationalists not christians by the way because Christian nationalist is very different, mm-hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. The, the one thing that unites.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. Duh. So that's what we're. That's how we're going to classify a Christian nationalist is if they don't believe. You know, she so said they believe their rights come from God, not Congress. Not any man. So she believes that you should believe that every right that you have comes from Congress. That would be the flip, the reverse of what she's saying. I got to watch this one more time just to just to soak this in. The one thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that
4: unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalists is very different, Mm -hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court.
1: They come from God. The the one thing that unites... Okay, so if you're a Christian... And you believe that your rights as a human come from God. Uh, You are a Christian nationalist. And uh, you should believe that your rights come from Congress and the Supreme Court. Hmm. And by the look on her face, you can tell that she believes this 100%. Let's keep trucking. There's a lot to go on. Now, in positive news... In positive news, Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman issued an executive order banning male athletes. Somebody finally had some common sense. You know, we covered the story yesterday of that basketball player with uh, a—I heard reports that he had a beard and a a little ponytail and a receding hairline uh, was—destroyed three females on the basketball court before halftime, and the other team had to— had to had to give it, forfeit the game uh, because they ran out of players because he was destroying they, their bench was already weak and he was destroying players left and right. Um, and everybody was sitting back. All the fathers, I didn't see one father clear the stands to beat the crap out of this jackass. but you know, in our woke society, if you want to identify as a female and play in women's sports, you are more than entitled to, well, one county, and this is the first of its kind to come out on the books, and this is Blake, Bruce Blakeman, and he issued an executive order banning male athletes from women's sports at the all-county-run facilities. So we're talking about community sports leagues, et cetera, et cetera. This is the first order of its kind by local government, and it will affect 100 facilities in their county. So applause, applause to them for uh, having a, an ounce of common sense. Now, uh, how long is it going to be before they're sued over this? I expect that to come in the next week or two. I believe, to see this story pop up again. But for now, this is where their stance is.
3: Biological males, whether they identify themselves as transgender or not, have sports outlets here in Nassau County where they can compete. And we encourage them to compete. There are three categories in Nassau County for sports, leagues and teams that use our facilities, our parks, our beaches, our ball fields tennis courts, basketball courts, hockey fields, soccer fields um, and basically there are three categories there are men's and boys leagues, there are women's and girls leagues and there are co-ed leagues and what we are saying here today with our executive order is that if a league or team and identifies themselves or advertises themselves to be a girls or women's league or team, then biological males should not be competing
1: in those leagues. They can compete. Amen. Preach it. Nassau County. Isn't that Florida? I uh, know I'm going to sound like an idiot. I'm going to sound like Fannie Willis trying to figure out where she vacationed. But Nassau, Con- Nassau County, I believe, is Florida. I, correct me if I'm wrong. I probably am wrong. But it's not that important. Okay. So Chicago. You know, we did a story yesterday. Where we were talking about how in uh, New York, there were citizens that were posting online saying that their property taxes had been raised from 25 to 75 percent on their properties. And the speculation, the allegations are that that's how New York is just uh, ridiculously raising property tax to help fund their property. Immigration problem that they have, you know, we, we did a story on one hotel specifically that is no longer open to the public. It is full 100 percent capacity as a, a legal immigrant uh, temporary housing, temporary housing. And that hotel alone is making over seven million dollars a month in housing these illegal aliens. OK, well, it looks like Chicago has the same problem in Chicago. Uh, you know, we've, we focus a lot on their mayor, Brandon. And uh, so this is a reporter that was reporting on the mayor's budget talks. And they flat out said that the people of Chicago, they are going to implement tax hikes to the tune of $1 billion. And it is to cover their immigration problem. Uh, Here's a little uh, reporter, uh, Mr. Wheels, Mr. Wheeler. And we're going to take a listen to what he had to say. Hi, Illinois State Senator Dan McConkie here. Just got out of the governor's annual budget speech. And- oh, my bad. That was, uh, that was. Uh, hold on. That was, what was his name? It isn't Mr. Wills. It's Illinois State Senator. Okay, my bad. I take that back. That was very rude of me. Let's go.
0: Senator Dan McConkey here,
1: just got out
0: of the governor's annual budget speech, and let me tell you what's in it. A billion
6: dollars in taxes for you and me, new taxes, raising taxes, a lot of it on the working poor, and where are we going to spend it? We're going to spend it more on undocumented immigrants, on migrants coming here, free health care, other benefits. This is a travesty from the start. There's some good things in the budget, sure, but a real big problem here.
1: Increased taxes for you, more spending on illegal immigrants and migrants hi illinois State. there we go okay all right take it easy wheels i saw you just check that out man he's got some off-road tires on that thing i want kind of i wonder what kind of extreme sports he's into anyways okay let's get back let's keep going down this rabbit hole of what's happening there uh chicago okay also mayor brandon johnson you know he campaigned on this whole thing uh, of, of getting rid of the shot caller system in Chicago. You know, that's the system that triangulates the audio uh, volume of shots fired in the city. And um, he, he told he was at a press conference, said that he was going to meet his campaign promise and eliminate this system. And he gave a date uh, that was after the Democratic National Convention that's coming to Chicago uh, to implement the, the removal of the system from the city of Chicago. Well, the shot caller uh, uh, um, people said, no, you're not paying. You have a debt to us. And if you're not going to pay, we're going to start yanking out the system now. Well, the mayor has kind of had to backtrack a little bit. And uh, Mayor Johnson uh, spends $8.6 on nine-month shot spotter, not shot caller, <laughs> shot spotter deal which is more than the entire past year's cost. Johnson announced last week that the city planned to shut down the gunshot detection system after the historically violent summer months and the Democratic National Convention, making good on a key campaign promise. Uh, Let's go here. In a separate statement, sound thinking and the mayor's office ultimately said the technology would remain in place through September 22nd, the date Johnson initially put forward in his decommissioned shot spotter speech. That will be followed by a two-month transition period. Um, no idea if they're going to remove the penis from the shot spotter in this transition period, but it's you know well let's leave everything on the books. In the end, it says here that city officials rebuffed the company's push for a one-year extension, but effectively agreed to pay the full amount covering that period. The new agreement is valued at over 8.6 million dollars, which is 5% higher than for the entire year before. Uh, awarded in August 2018, the Shot Spotter deal is now valued at r- roughly $57.5 million. The city has so far paid out more than $36 million, with the latest payment of over $1 million coming Tuesday. Uh, so, Shot Spotter for now until what is it? Uh, September after the Democratic National Convention is going to stay into into place. So, if you are on the streets of Chicago and you've been waiting for this. This this location system of shots fired uh, to be taken down. Don't cock your gun yet because it's still going to be implemented until September. So just refrain. Hold yourselves. All right. You gangsters out there. Just just calm down. It's not open season yet, but that day is coming soon, according to Mayor Brandon Johnson's campaign promises. Wow. Okay, let's talk diversity. Let's move along here. Uh, I alluded to this at the beginning of the show, talking about equality, and we're going to take a little look. This is from a publication from Microsoft and what they're doing regarding their core, uh, uh, Microsoft's core business. And it says right here, as of September 23rd, inside the U.S., all racial and ethnic minority groups who are rewards eligible combined earned $1,007 total pay. For every $1,000 earned by a U.S. Rewards eligible white employee, with the same job title and level, and considering tenure, specifically for those who are Rewards eligible, U.S. Black and African American employees earn $1,004 to every $1,000 of a white money. Hispanic and Latinx employees earn $1,004 compared to every white employee. And the real winners here are the Asian employees who learn one, who are, will earn $1,012 for every $1,000 earned by U.S. Rewards-eligible white employees with the same job title and level considering tenure. Okay, so it's at $7 to $12 per $1,000 earned. So it's not, it's not a bucket load of money. But the premise here, the foundation of this, they're saying that this is what it takes to become equal uh, under the Microsoft company. Equality, according to Microsoft, is treating people unequally in their pay benefits. I don't know how how you can really yell equality when you are actually on paper in the the whole the whole structure of your company is based on not treating people equally. Call me old school. But to me, equal means equal. And if you're going to treat people equally, you want to pay them equally, then pay them equally, equal to one another. But this is what Microsoft is doing to feel like they are completing the job and and doing the job accurately. You know, a little reparations, I guess, at seven to twelve dollars per thousand dollars earned. This isn't just Microsoft. This is going blown worldwide amongst many mega corporations. In fact, here we have a little interview. This is a keynote address from um, from uh, the founder of Google's AI responsibility initiative, Jen Janai. and she was speaking in twenty twenty one. And she is basically saying exactly kind of what I just said right here, that at one time she treated her multi-diverse staff as equals, equal to one another and realized that she was doing something wrong. And you can't treat people equally because treating people equally is not equality. Here we go. Take a listen. A corporate study found that talented
4: white employees enter a fast track on the corporate ladder, arriving in middle management well before their peers, while talented black hispanic or latinx professionals broke through much later effective mentorship and sponsorship were critical for retention and executive level development of black hispanic and latinx employees so this leads me into sharing an inclusion failure of mine one of many but just one that i'll share so far i messed up with inclusion almost right away when i first became a manager i made some stupid
1: assumptions about the fact that i built okay i messed up immediately as a manager, and how did I mess up? Rewind it just, t- just a tad. This is how she messed up. I made
4: some stupid assumptions about the fact that I built a diverse team, that then they'd simply feel welcome and will feel supported. I treated every member of my team the same and expected that that would lead to equally good outcomes for everyone. That was not true. I got some feedback that a couple of members of my team didn't feel they belonged because there was no one who looked like them in the broader org or our management team. It was a wake up call for me. First, I shouldn't have had to wait to be told what was missing. It was on me to ensure I was building an environment that made people feel they belong. It's a myth that you're not unfair unfair if you treat everyone the same. There are groups that have been marginalized and excluded because of historic systems and structures that were intentionally designed to favor one group over another. So you need to account for that and mitigate against it.
1: Okay, well, you know, there it is—a big voice, a big voice from Google, stating straight up that uh, treating people equally, she was at fault, and it was a mistake that she was making because you can't do that to marginalized people. They deserve favoritism. Hmm. Okay, all right. Another Google news. Another Google news. Um, Google, who should be just a, a fair, but they're not. Uh, this is an organization that's called All Sides, and this is the percentage of articles out of 494 articles that were on Google's homepage where they leaned the political spectrum. Okay, so let's take a look at this. Let's 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 break this down. All Sides media bias ratings of top sources curated on Google News homepage. Sixty-three percent are. Well, let's see. Sixty-three percent total, and that blue color includes leaning left and left. Uh, was the new co- news coverage on Google News six? Only sixteen percent was down the middle. Only six percent total was on the right, and fifteen percent had no bias. This is what um, brainwashing looks like. You know? Can you imagine if you're if you're getting your news only from Google News homepage? of the stories you're looking at lean heavily to the left and 6% lean to the right. Now, I probably wouldn't have a problem with this if if these number was 63% of the stories were center, which where isn't that where the news should be unbiased? It's just a center story. It's just giving the facts as it is. It doesn't lean in any direction. It's just giving you facts. Isn't that what news is? You know, if it was 63 percent center and six percent on the left and six percent on the right, that would make sense. But this right here, this doesn't make any sense at all. This is nothing more than using Google News, probably one of the probably one of the most visited news sites uh, on the internet, and it is completely and utterly biased. And this is according to all sides media. In other news. We talked about this earlier on the show and how the the definitions of words, well, now the definitions of people is changing. What once used to be illegal aliens became undocumented migrants. And now there is a push. It's coming. It's coming. And this is from, from some headlines. This is from Fox News 26 in Houston. What is the new term that if you want to be woke and you want to be up to date, the new term that we're using for illegal aliens in this country is now undocumented citizens. This is the cutting edge right here of being woke, people. Undocumented citizens. Here's another headline uh, from News Tucson. Uh, again, Tucson Airport seeing increase in undocumented citizens. Now that implies a lot. That implies that you are a citizen of the United States, that you have the rights of a citizen of the United States. You're just not un. You're just not documented yet. The play is in full force, people. The play is in full force and these kind of things in the media that get in your face and and you get brainwashed with it. You get brainwashed with it and then you just accept it as the reality. It's been going on for decades and it's not stopping anytime soon. Uh, San Diego. Their migrant center is having a problem, and it's aimed to close after an influx of asylum seekers drained the funds, and it's a serious problem. Maybe San Diego will go the same route as, say, Chicago and New York and start raising property taxes and raising taxes on its people to cover its migrant center. Uh, But it is set to close because it just cannot handle the volume that's going on in San Diego. And we've covered this yesterday. There was Kazakhstanis. And there was uh, Chinese immigrants just flooding the borders in Chicago. But here's a little report for Fox News on this. Come on. Mayor- here we go. This is
4: the mayor of El Cajon, California, just outside San right. Diego. And he joins me now. Mayor Wells, good morning to you. So as you just heard, people from places all over the world, including countries that have national security concerns with the U.S., what are you seeing in El Cajon right now? And what are your big concerns now that this migrant center in San Diego has <coughs> shut down?
6: Well, over the past few months, we've seen 100,000 migrants come across the San Diego border. A lot of those have been absorbed by these, this county shelter that used taxpayer money, but they, they, they asked for three $3 million. They spent over $6 million, and now they say they're out of money. So we're going to see migrants uh, congregating on our streets. At the same time that this is happening, the Border Patrol tells us that we're going to go from 300 uh, drop-offs a day to maybe 1,000 drop-offs a day. So I think it's going to uh, become a pretty serious problem pretty quickly.
0: I mean, th- that is the question. Where will these individuals go? You mm-hmm. mentioned the streets. They all can't just live on the streets. Yeah, San Diego's pretty temperate, but at some point you got to go inside. So, where is that inside? Mm-hmm. Is it in people's homes, like the mayors of sanctuary cities want to put people? Is it in abandoned buildings? I mean, where is this mayor?
6: We have no idea. You know, the county really operates in secrecy, like, like most government
5: entities. They don't want to talk to my friends because they know that people don't like it.
6: But I can tell you that the past, in the past, there are homeless people that they put into hotels, and a lot of them in my town, when I've been out here talking about that as well, they spent up to $8,000 per person per month uh, to put somebody up in a hotel. And they seem to have no problem spending that kind of money. Um, it, it ruins the neighborhoods. It destroys the hotels. It, it destroys our security infrastructure. And it's really bad for everybody. But I think there's, there's only so many hotels because we've already got <clears throat> a very serious homeless problem in, in California, a lawlessness problem. So I, I think this really compounds the problem.
4: So Chinese migrants <laughs> are the fastest growing a group of border crossers right now. Uh, is that what you're seeing in El Cajon? Does that match your experience? Uh, what's your reaction to that and what are some of your concerns there?
6: Yeah, that, that's a real thing. I, I went down to the border recently to, to just kind of see what was going on. And I came across an encampment of people, probably about 150 people there. Every one of them was a Chinese migrant. Uh, I I didn't see any women. I didn't see any children. It was all just young men. And, yeah, I think that's a real serious concern. China is not uh, neutral with us. They're they're somewhat of an enemy, at least in a Cold War at this point. And uh, it makes me nervous to see enemies of our nation congregating Uh, right in our city you know we have no idea how many are in alcohol alcohols just a few miles east of san diego but we have a trolley drop-off station and we know that the border patrol is dropping them off at the trolley station so we're we're seeing more and more
0: yeah
1: we were wow i mean he's saying right there on the air that they're spending eight thousand dollars a month on hotels for these illegal immigrants and they're saying that Uh, they've had 100,000 cross their borders. Now I know not everybody gets a hotel, but I'm sure there's a big numbers of, of that do. And, uh, wow, that is just ridiculous as I'm trying to get my mouse to work here. And oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I just lost all of my news stories. I sure did. Well, how long have we been going for 51 minutes? I had some good stuff. Okay. I'm going to do this old fashioned way. Let me pull up my notes. Uh, 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 well, I might have to, um, okay. Let me, let me wrap this up. Um, and let me focus on this. I had lots more. I had some voter fraud stories. I had some other stuff going on, but maybe this is just the sign of the, uh, of the times where I need to wrap this show up. But I do want to, I do want to pull this up and here, let me see. I got to reorganize stuff. Hang on. Hang on because uh, my computer is looking at the wrong screen. Hang on. Uh, Let's get this. Okay. Give me a second. Give me a second. Uh, Okay. There we go. There's the proper window. All right. Donald Trump was asked. Now, of course he was at a, at an event that was, you know, mainly attended by a lot of uh, religious people. I forget what it was. I don't know if it was TP USA. I don't know who sponsored the event, but he was asked about prayer and he has some very I question the sincerity of what he's saying, but he has some very poignant things to say. Here, take a listen. Do you pray regularly? I pray. Yeah. I pray.
0: What's, what's? I mean, if you don't mind me asking, because I know this is a very faith-filled audience here, and I know there are people across the globe pray for you and your safety. They're worried about your safety. Um, no, they are. And they, they and, want. And I, and can do I you be feel honest? that? Do you feel the power of that? I do. But can I be honest? I worry about their safety too these people everybody in this room is in great danger right now we have a nuclear weapon that if you hit new york uh south carolina is going to be gone too Uh, I worry about their safety. I think it's the reason I'm doing this. I'm worrying about this country. This Mm -hmm. country is in such trouble. We have incompetent people running our country right now. The only thing they're good at is being vicious. They're vicious, horrible people. And that's what they're good at. They're good at doing the election stuff and demeaning people. Mm -hmm. We want to get together. I think we can get together. Will you work with Democrats?
1: You pray regularly. There we go. I mean, I think uh, I think there's a lot of us Americans that agree 100 percent with what Donald Trump's saying, that we are in a very in the crosshairs of our democracy. And there are people that are in power of just dragging this whole country down. Uh, this immigration problem is out of control. It should be stopped. It needs to be stopped. Um, if we just put part of the money that we're putting on housing, these illegal immigrants, just part of put part of that money as not letting them across the border in the first place. I think we'd be much better off. And Donald Trump, I think he sincerely believes and which I do, too, that we are in trouble if we don't do something about this. Uh, It's a it's it's a crazy how far this country has slid into the gutter uh, in just this short term with Joe Biden. I mean, the country's been on a downward spiral for a long time, but it seems like it has progressed so fast just here in this these past few years with Joe Biden behind the helm. We have to do something about it. We can't let this continue. If we sit through four more years of this, we are going to be in such a dark place and dark times. It's it's not going to be funny. It's not going to be funny at all. All right, I'll tell you what. We missed out on some of our trans news that I was going to get to and some other things, but I made a oops, I made a boo-boo. My computer froze up and it is what it is. But I'll tell you what, I will talk to you guys later. Please like and subscribe and share with your uh, level-headed friends if you're interested in getting one dude's opinion of what's going on in the media every day. This is Jake, Jake on the News. I'll talk to you later. Have a good one. Goodbye.